Hey there, MLB Morning Coffee listeners. Love the show? Well, now we are open to advertising opportunities. Get your name and your brand on our show daily. Email greg.maraz, that's G-R-E-G dot M-R-O-Z at yahoo.com to learn how you can be a part of this program. Advertising opportunities now available here on MLB Morning Coffee. Now, sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. Ah, yes. Welcome to MLB Morning Coffee. We have news to discuss. I am absolutely overjoyed that we are back on this show. A little bit of a look at what we're going to be doing moving forward. But first, write a review, leave a rating, and subscribe. Yes, I know the traditional gibbeter-jabbeter of everything that I like to talk about on this program. But I hope that you understand why I want to promote everything that we're doing. I want the product to grow, and in the off-season, we're going to find ways to make the product grow. This is going to be a short episode because just a couple of news items for you today, because there have only been a couple of news items throughout the week. I want to talk about some of the minor league baseball affiliation shifts and what's going on in regards to minor league baseball, but first we have to start off with, and I want to go with this story first because I actually think that it's bigger in the landscape of our Major League Baseball timelines. Theo Epstein resigning from the Chicago Cubs. So a lot of people thought that Theo Epstein was going to step away from the Cubs after the 2021 season, but given the arc of where the Cubs are, it is understandable why he decided to step down now. The Cubs also felt like they were going to lose Jed Hoyer if they didn't promote him before Theo Epstein decided to step away. And so basically, Epstein says that he doesn't want to spend more than 10 years in one place, and Epstein felt like it was time to move on. And Epstein said, quote, It became really clear that we'd be facing some significant long-term decisions this winter, decisions with long-term impacts. Those types of decisions are really best made by somebody who's going to be here for a long time, not just for one more year. Jed is clearly that person. Epstein goes on to say, Baseball team owners can be transformed into forces for civic good and help a lot of people and be involved in a lot of the important conversations in the city and be a solution for a lot of issues in cities. So that does appeal to me. A lot of things would have to go right for that to happen. This is in reference to Theo potentially being a part of an ownership group. The quote continues, Usually for that thing to happen, you need access to a lot of capital. Who knows? Maybe I have plans for some of those things down the line, but a lot would have to go right for that to happen. And in a letter obtained by ESPN's Jeff Passan, Epstein says he's not working in baseball in 2021, says it will be his first summer not clocking in at the ballpark in 30 years. Theo Epstein is not going to be the next president of baseball ops for the New York Mets or the Philadelphia Phillies. As for what he's going to do moving forward, who knows? Theo Epstein brought the first championship to Chicago in 108 years. He brought the first championship to Boston in 86 years. So to me, I don't necessarily know what is left for Epstein to accomplish in a baseball operations role. What can be said is that he is deciding to go out on top 
instead of toil away in a 2021 season that for the Chicago Cubs is probably going to be their last in a while in terms of being competitive. You're going to run it back one more year with Anthony Rizzo, Chris Bryant, Javier Baez. Maybe you bring back John Lester on a team-friendly deal. But it was pretty clear at the end of 2020 that this iteration of the Cubs has reached the end of their lifespan. So Theo Epstein basically knows that the franchise is at a crossroads and he is not going to be invested in it long term. So figured might as well step away now, leave all that money on the table and just take a summer, take a year to relax, think about what you want to do next and then make that next move. I think Theo Epstein is one of the most accomplished baseball executives in my lifetime, maybe in anybody's lifetime. And he basically can have any job in baseball if he wants it. By waiting a year, he can decide what he wants to do and who he wants to do it for. It came out yesterday that Robinson Cano is going to be suspended for the entire 2021 season. This is Cano's second PED-related offense. He missed 80 games in 2018 with the Mariners after testing positive for a banned diuretic. The drug that he tested positive for this time is called Stanozolol, and that's going to suspend him for the entire 2021 season. Mets president Sandy Alderson said, quote, We were extremely disappointed to be informed about Robinson's suspension for violating Major League Baseball's Joint Drug Prevention and Treatment Program. The violation is very unfortunate for him, the organization, our fans, and the sport. The Mets fully support MLB's efforts toward eliminating performance-enhancing substances from the game. There was no immediate comment from Cano or the Players' Union. A second positive test automatically triggers a 162-game suspension. Cano was traded to the Mets after the 2018 season, along with Edwin Diaz for a bunch of prospects, including Justin Dunn, who is now part of the Mariners' rotation, and top outfield prospect and former top-five pick Jared Kelenic. Robinson Cano has two more years and $48 million left on his contract, After the 2021 season is complete, the Mariners are going to pay $7.5 million of that in 2022 and 2023. So the Mets are stuck with him. This was a terrible move by Brody Van Wagenen when it was made. And look, Robinson Cano is a career 303 hitter, 334 homers, 1,300 RBI, and two gold gloves. He is going to finish his career in somewhat of a shameful way. Two PED suspensions over the course of the last two years, a contract that at this point the Mets cannot get rid of. Steve Cohen has the money to be able to pay that contract, but most certainly he does not want to pay that contract. And look, I think that the Mariners absolutely got a steal in this deal but it's very sad for somebody that was the best second baseman in the sport for a long time to have the downward trajectory that he is having. So some news on the minor league baseball front. Just earlier this morning, it was announced that the Rochester Red Wings, formerly the AAA affiliate of the Minnesota Twins, are going to be the new AAA affiliate of the Washington Nationals, who were previously with the Fresno Grizzlies. The Sugarland Skeeters of the Atlantic League 
are now going to be an affiliated club. They will now be partnering with the Houston Astros, which means that the Round Rock Express will more than likely go back to the Texas Rangers. The St. Paul Saints, it's going to be announced very soon that they will be the new AAA affiliate of the Minnesota Twins, which means that the San Antonio Missions are going to go back to being a double-A club, and the Nashville Sounds more than likely will be the new AAA affiliate for the second time of the Milwaukee Brewers. So there's a lot that's going to be shifted around in minor league baseball. We've already seen the Mets and the Yankees announce where their affiliates are going to be moving forward. The Staten Island Yankees will be no more. The Trenton Thunder are going to end up moving to the Atlantic League as they will lose their affiliation. The Atlantic League Somerset Patriots are going to be the Mets, or rather the Yankees, new double-A affiliate. The New York Mets are going to have the Brooklyn Cyclones be their new high-A affiliate. The Florida State League is going to be moving to a low-A league, which means the Port St. Lucie Mets are going to be their new low-A affiliate. The Binghamton Mets are going to remain the Mets' double-A affiliate, which is a huge sign of relief because everybody thought that Binghamton was going to be on the cut list for minor league baseball, and their AAA will be in Syracuse, which is the team that they now own. The Columbia Fireflies, which is a brand-new ballpark, basically, are now looking for a new parent club. So a lot to be determined in the minor league baseball structure I am one that thinks that we need to get this over with sooner than later. A lot of minor league teams are being left in the lurch. I think it's extremely unfortunate that so many of these teams at this point are in the complete dark in regards to their futures. And who knows what the future of minor league baseball is going to look like in 2021 specifically, given everything that's going on with COVID, we know the draft is going to be moved to July, which means that the minor league baseball season will start more than likely, I would assume, in early May for full season clubs. So let's just see how this all plays out. There's a lot more that has to be done, but I will say that you are going to end up seeing a lot of franchises and communities heartbroken over the loss of their affiliated teams. So I'm very sad to see that, and I sincerely hope that every community that currently has minor league or independent league baseball remains a community that has baseball of some kind. Ripping away baseball from communities does not help the growth of the game. And on that note, we're going to end this podcast. Just a little 10-minute quickie for you. We're going to start doing some season-in-review episodes coming up in the coming weeks. So we're going to review all 30 teams from 2020, what their biggest needs are in this upcoming offseason, and how they should address those. Have a great day, and as always, we'll catch you some other morning.